0: Thanks for listening to the Calvary Baptist Church Podcast. For more information, check us out at cbctaylorville.com. Join us now as our guest speaker delivers this week's message. Good morning, Mike. My my name is uh, Joseph Flory. I'm actually with my wife, Darcy, um, over here. And then we brought our two children, Callan and Eva, or Evangeline. Um, and we are one of your missionaries. We're in a a country we'll talk about at the end of service, and we'll show our video and uh, kind of talk more about our ministry there, but it's a a big country, and it tends to be a little bit cold, so that's all I'll just say (laughs) right now. (laughs) Um, But we are grateful for, you guys have been supporting us for quite some time. Um, Even when we were on deputation, being gypsies for Jesus, as we traveled the U.S., raising support, you guys brought us on, and an encouragement to us, uh, been supporting us, praying for us, and, um, been behind us, and the work over there, and, and we, we came back on furlough and um, kind of got stuck like many other missionaries did due to the, uh, uh, the pandemic, um, and now as we look at getting, going back, um, we appreciate having the opportunity to come and formally uh, report back to you all. Um, if you would, turn into your Bibles to uh, uh, the book of Philippians 2. And actually, I just want to, um, I, I know in some services, they, you might have some churches that have a um, more of a liturgy and might have a, a you know a response reading. I'm not asking that today, but I would like to just read a passage of scripture and you read along with me um, in whatever Bible you have or, or type or my wife has a Russian version. If you want to learn the language, you can sit next to her and she'll, she'll read that along with you. Philippians chapter 2, but I wanted to, I'm going to read a passage of Scripture, and I might reference back to it a little bit, but I just want it to be in the back of your mind as we, as we um, go into the, uh, the message. So it's Philippians 2, um, starting in verse number 5. It said, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant, was made in the likeness of men being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, became obedient to death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus is the Lord, uh, to the glory of God the Father. We're singing praises to this individual, to this this god man we to this second person of the trinity we 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 read his word we we study his life and as we go on to this time of christmas we're we're studying his, his when when he is laying aside some of his rights and privilege to and and comes and makes himself as as a man not that god need didn't know what it meant to to live the life of a man. He intellectually knew, but experientially he came and uh, was born. And then he experientially uh, suffered and died at the cross for our place. And so when we look at the cross, right, we look at the, you know Easter and the resurrection, and we look at that, we had to begin somewhere, and it, became, it began on in Christmas. But if you would, turn in your Bibles to... Um, so I want that in the back of your mind as we read this, as we look in the, this passage of Scripture, as we kind of go through this. But to go to Luke chapter 2, and if we can pull up the, um, the first slide. I don't know if Pastor Garrett, um, we had uh, a little bit of technical difficulties, and I know him and uh, Pastor Josh and you guys are helping and, and working through um, the next transition and the next um, phase of your church. But um, uh, I didn't, I don't know if he planned that. He saw what I was going to preach on, so you guys sang, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's just a, I'll just take it as a God thing. Um, but it's a, it is a, um, it's one of my favorite um, hymns. It's one of my favorite Christmas hymns. Um, I even wrote it in the back of my, uh, in my Bible on a page, the whole, the whole four verses. And so much rich theology. And I want to kind of go through uh, Luke chapter 2. Uh, just progressively, and look at a, one aspect of the story of Christmas, and specifically the aspect of the story of the, the shepherds in their life. Um, I don't know if you guys, um, you guys, you know, we're Americans, right? Like, I'm an American. <laughs> My kids don't know what that, they're still trying to figure that out. <laughs> um, so uh, one of the things you probably watch, right, every year, is, um, is the Charlie Brown Christmas special, right? That's like, that's sacrosanct. That's, that's an American. Like, everyone has to watch that. Um, people got all mad at, what, NBC or something. They took it off or something, and they, they had to put it right back on because they were getting protests from it. But in the, if you have never seen I'll just go over it briefly. You got, you got Charlie Brown, and this was made about 50 years ago, maybe 60 years ago this cartoon was made. Um, but he's, he's going through... And he's, he's, you know, he's got, you know, problems with anxiety and depression and all these other things. Um, but he's going through and, and he's going through the Christmas season and he just gets bombarded with the, the lights and the tinsel and the presents and gift giving and all the things that can uh, envelop an individual during the Christmas season. And he, he's trying to put together a play and he's trying, to, he's having, you know, he's not necessarily the best leader and he's trying to Get all these different people to work together on the play, and they just you know break out in the dance halfway through. And you know we all know that music, right? When you when that comes on, like we went, uh, my family and I went through um, uh, your last night through the park when we saw the lights and stuff things, and we really enjoyed it. We we turned on our radio and we listened to the music, and that song came on, right? I don't, I'm not a musician, I don't, I can't, I'm not going to try to play it, but you know what I'm saying. You you get it it's in the back of your head right now. It's going to be in the back of your head rest of today. Um, but he, it's a song going on. They they do their little dance, and he says, you know, can any can anyone tell me what the meaning of Christmas is? He goes silent. And then you have lioness, right? He sucks his thumb, pulls over, comes over with his little um, uh, blanket, and he just he quotes this passage we're going to deal with today, and he goes through it. He says that's the meaning of Christmas, Charlie Brown. So in the midst of everything we're going on, that's the meaning of Christmas. When he he talks about the message of, of really the message of the gospel, but the message the angels uh, gave to the um, the shepherds. So let's kind of, so I want to kind of go through that, and really, as a missionary, um, you, you, I might be a little biased, but I, I see missions often in the Bible. And I, I I look through the Word of God, and I see in the Old Testament, I see the New Testament, and I see in this passage. And I see there's a missions, missions message. Even, and so even in the midst of, um, we, we celebrate Christmas and we celebrate with the meaning of Christmas in the midst of uh, all this holiday and gift giving. And you know, we say little things like keep Christ in Christmas. But when we really think about it, it's more of it's it's keeping Christ in Christmas. But it, there's a there's a reason, there's a mission, there's a purpose for the, the message of Christmas, and so that, that we can really proclaim to all the world like peace on earth and good will, will to men. And it's ultimately a message of missions. And and we'll we'll see it. But if we, we let's work through here in uh, chapter two verse eight. It says in there and um, we'll see three aspects of this and um, how the shepherds and there and what we see in the missions here. Verse uh, verse number eight, chapter two of Luke, it says, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Okay, pause, right? I'm going that's how I usually preach sometime. Um, pause through. Okay, look, shepherds, right? They're, they're shepherds, they're outside of Bethlehem. Jesus was just born in a manger. We understand that concept, right? You know, he's in this little barn, Jesus is just born, and then it, the scene switches to these shepherds in some field, probably between Jerusalem and Bethlehem, and they weren't very far away from each other. Um, it's like Springfield and Taylorville, right? Not, not, it's like saying, you know, Springfield is Jerusalem, and then Taylorville would be like Bethlehem. Um, so not very far away from each other. Probably even closer than that. And you see the shepherds. They're in the, the fields. It's nighttime. They're, they're watching over their flock. They're, they're watching over their sheep. And they're just kind of minding their business. Now, you understand the, what a shepherd is, right? The, the term shepherd, um, if you look in the Bible and you go into the Greek, uh, and you see it's t- the term shepherd and pastor, are the same. it's the same Greek term. It's the same, same word. It's just translated two different ways. It's uh, poimane. I'm probably mispronouncing it slightly, but um, it means shepherd or pastor. So you get got all these pastors in the field, right? They're watching over some sheep. I don't know if they have suits and ties on or whatever, and they're looking over the sheep. They're arguing over about something, you know, playing golf. All right, that's, what, that's what pastors do, right? <laughs> so they're, they're in the field. And they're, but if we look at it and understand these pastors or shepherds, it wasn't a it wasn't a job that was very um, glamorous right they got to mess with dirty sheep all the time it's night you know it's there it's probably a little cold they're out there they're dealing with these you know little dirty sheep that are kind of dumb and they got to make sure they don't kill themselves or or like lead some other ones astray or make sure other things don't come in and, and kill the sheep um, and so they're trying to take care of these sheep and 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 so that kind of sets the setting, but you know they weren't really respected in society. Many of them were seen as you know, thieves, criminals. Um, they weren't really. Um, it wasn't really. Hey, little. Hey, Johnny, what do you want to be when I grow up? I want to be a shepherd. Well, no, do something else. Don't don't do that. Um, so they weren't. They weren't necessarily the most educated, or or maybe they even weren't the most moral at times. People, um, and that's just how it was back then. And the idea. Um, and so you have, they're out there and they're, they're taking care of their flock. It's nighttime. And then verse number nine, it says, and, the, and lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were sore afraid. Sometimes we just read over this real quick, okay? And they were sore afraid. That's the King James. That's what I'm reading. And, and, or they were greatly afraid. Well, in the Greek, it's very, um, they didn't have terminology like big, bigger, or biggest. It was just like big, big, or big, big, big. You know, you see that in the Revelations, other parts of the, the New Testament, where say says God is called holy, holy, holy. It means the holiest. It's just, they, just how they structured their language. And here in this passage, you see, you see the um, term, like, the term for um, fear is where we get the English term for, like, phobia. Like, she has a phobia. So the Phobia. Um, so think of that. So it's, and then the term for big or great um, is where we get a term like mega. So literally in the Greek, it's, it's very similar to this. If they were to say, and, and the shepherds were phobia, phobia, mega. Mega, phobia, phobia. Right? They, they had a huge phobia, <laughs> this fear that came upon them. We, we often think of angels as these little, like, I don't know, like, the Renaissance naked little babies with angels, and they're so innocent, but they're not. That's not. That's not what the Bible pictures them. They picture them as these great and powerful beings that, if we um, naturally, if we saw them, we would be inclined and compelled to worship them because they 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 show off the glory of God, and that's why every time you see them, many of the angels will say, "Don't worship me! Don't worship me! Don't worship me!" Um, And and so we see here, the angel says, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were sore afraid. Why were they afraid? Because they were shepherds. They probably were thinking, well, I'm dead. This is, my my time has come. This thing, this being comes out, this angel, and I'm deathly afraid of what's going on. And they're like, okay, well, this is it. And then, um, so they were highly impacted by this greatly impacted. And then, the, and then verse number 10, um, you can go to the next, next slide uh, there on it. The, we, we, verse number 10, he says, the angel says unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. So the angel automatically tells them, don't be afraid. Settle down. I'm not going to kill you. <laughs> like You're not going to die. Um, I'm I'm here to bring you good news, right? Good tidings in the King James. Now that that terminology, um, good tidings of great joy, that term good tidings also we translate that good news, which in Greek, once again, I'm because of everything going on pause, because of everything going on right now and we're looking at getting back to Russia, we saw we saw as an opportune time for me to continue my studies in seminary. So in seminary you get to study Greek, and so you're like, oh well, okay, this, this, and this. And so if you look at my, my phone on my Bible, I have English, Russian, and Greek, and it's confusing. But, <laughs> but I say that because it's, 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 it's so magnificent where you see in different, different languages and how they structure their languages. So here we see in Greek, it says that good news, that's the term we get for evangelist, evangelion, which is evangelist. Um, good news, uh, our daughter's name is Eva, which is short for evangeline, when we heard that Darcy was pregnant. It was good news to us. It was it was great joy. We enjoyed it. Um, uh, so we that's where really the term evangelist, evangeline, um, good news, gospel is all from this term. Good tidings. The angels literally saying, "I am coming to bring you the gospel, a, or a gospel of joy, which shall be to who, all people, not just the Jews, not just the shepherds." Not just there in Jerusalem, but this is a good tidings of great joy that shall be to all people. When we review the Christmas story, it has to be viewed in the understanding that it's great joy and good news to all people, no matter what. Because the shepherds weren't the ones expected to hear this message of the Savior. And he goes on in verse 11, um, it talks more about their message, and we'll get that in a second. But they, remember, they're, these guys are not the ones. They, they themselves weren't expecting to see this. They themselves were not expecting to hear the message of, of, that they were about to receive. They're the ones who, you know, that, oh, the angel and God, that's all in Jerusalem. That's in the temple. You need to go talk to the priest or, or maybe King Herod or, or someone else, not, not some lowly shepherd like us. Why, why are you here? And that's why, you know, their concept of they're afraid. Um, and so they have this reference for the Most Holy. They, they're impacted by it, but they're also comforted by this message. If you go to the next, the next slide, we see um, the message that they received. Uh, verse 11 through 14, it says, The angel is speaking to the shepherds at night who are scared. And he says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David, which is Bethlehem, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you: you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. So he said, "Okay, the Messiah is born in in Bethlehem. You'll see him, the Messiah. The, this this person's supposed to the, sit on the throne of David forever. Um, he's just lying in a in a little barn, in a in a food trough, which is you know lying in a manger. The term is like a fruit food trough." Uh, where you feed your, uh, your animals. And then, so they hear this. I'm wondering, you can imagine what their thinking is. And then suddenly, there was with an angel, verse number 13, a multitude of the heavenly host. And this term multitude is often, in Greek, where we get the term uh, strategy or army. Um, so there's, with this one angel, there's this huge army that comes with behind this other angel, Uh, of the heavenly hosts, those angels, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on on earth peace, goodwill towards men. So they get this, and then they see this huge host, this huge massive army of angels praising the Lord and proclaiming peace on earth, goodwill to men. And that's different from what they were expecting. How Jesus came was different And we've probably heard it before, right? You know, no one was expecting Jesus to show up the way he did, the Messiah to show up the way he did. But yet, he did. He showed up in a very low (laughs) standard of living, Uh, a poor family, carpenter's family. He he wasn't really well known um, until he really started his ministry, and then they kind of said, who is this guy doing all this? And so he's a, and later in um, Paul, Says that he's a man acquainted with our sufferings, um, so he knows what it what it means. And he was also, you know, Bible says he was tempted in all things, and yet with, without sin. So not only does he understand our sufferings and our temptations, and um, and he in many ways he was he he might not have you know worked as an electrician, right? He might not know your specific job, but he understands the, what it what it meant to be a human life, be be the human experience. <laughs> And, they, and here's a, the shepherds sitting and wondering, what is going on? And I, I can't imagine at times that when we've received the message of the gospel, we have a hard time understanding it. When we work with the unsaved world, oftentimes people have a hard time understanding the substitutionary death of Christ. They don't understand why would, why would God die for us? How could, one, how could you know, he die for the sins of the whole world? And, and, that's, and that's a big barrier for them. Um, and so they have a hard time to understand that, because what, what is the natural thing we want to do? We're like, we want to work our way. We want to build our way to heaven. We want to be like um, Nimrod and build, build our tower to, to the sky and, and say, "I made look what I did. Look what, look what we did." And yet God turns it around and says, "That's not how it operates. You, you have to approach him as the shepherds did, in many ways. Humble and understanding, and um, in, a, in a place of just you know all in, you know all encompassing uh, reverence to, to the to the to the Lord. So we see the messages that they received. But look here, let's let's see. But it just doesn't stop there. Verse number 15. We can go to the next next slide. Um, it says, it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into the heaven. The shepherds said one to another, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. Now, now okay, so, so they're sitting there, right? I'm just going to sit here. It's, it's okay. You guys have an interesting thing. So they're like, okay, the angels have come. And they just don't say, well, I guess we're just going to go back to our business of watching sheep now. Well, that wasn't that fun An interesting show. Like I really like those like lights. Hey, remember when we thought we were gonna die? That was pretty cool, wasn't it? Like, um, no, they didn't just sit there. They they said, hey, let's go check it out. Like, right? When you when you hear about, um, well, maybe not so much nowadays, but <laughs> um, way back when, when you hear about like a oh, there's a fire downtown. Let's go check it out, right? Because everyone likes a fire. Um, <laughs> so. You, you, hear, you, you, you see the, the shepherds are responding positively. They're responding to the gospel message. They're, they're responding in, in many ways to, to, they hear the message of the angels, they hear the message of what's going on, and they said, let's go check it out for ourselves. Let's just not take this, you know, I don't know who this guy was. He just shows up and he's all in white or whatever and he scares the living tar out of us. But um, let's go check it out for ourselves. Let's go see this baby. Let's go, let's go see what, who he is and what's going on here. Um, And because it says here in verse number 16, and they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in manger. Okay, so the, you know, okay, I don't know in your situation um, if you've had children. Usually it's in a hospital, right, because that's how we most of the time do it, unless you had it in your home with a, you know, a midwife or something like that, a doula. Um, But you know, you can imagine, even even way back when, your great-great-grandfather or great-great... I'm sorry. Grandfathers don't have children. Great-great-grandmothers. <laughs> um, uh, they they had their baby, like, what, in the, in the house and they get some other people to help and they get to bring the doctor. Okay, and, you know, even they would probably be uncomfortable if a bunch of, like, coal miners show up and say, hey, we're here to check out your kid. <laughs> like, we heard you had a baby. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure Mary was a little... It says she pondered these things in her heart. I'm pretty sure she was a little concerned about the little, little baby Jesus there. Um, because these shepherds who are dirty, messing with sheep, they they come to this little barn, and they see her. And, you know, they probably didn't come alone, so they had all these sheep with them. Bring all these animals. You know, there's a zoo going on. The little Jesus' first experience was a petting zoo right after he was born. Um, but... <laughs> So they they're coming here, and then, and it says they didn't. But here's an interesting thing. And we we make little, um, little manger scenes, right? And my my dad, um, my stepdad, growing up would had this huge like one third size manger scene that he would like bolt together and pull out of his garage and put it in the front yard, and he would he would put like Mary and. Um, the baby jesus and 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 joseph there and and put some shepherds and then on the other side of the yard he would put some wise men because he said they weren't part of the original manger scene so they were coming along later but he was just trying to be correct <laughs> but you got the he had the shepherds there and so we think of when jesus was born we just think of a bunch of you know people crowding around this little baby and just staring at him right because that's what our what the image that we usually get from movies or shows or uh even the, the, the park over here, where we see the light shows, um, but that 's not what happens. so they, they said when they' seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child right okay let 's rewind here. They were impacted they were about their business, they were impacted by um, the message of the coming Messiah. They responded to that message. They went and saw the baby for themselves. And after seeing the child, they told people about it. They just didn't hang around there. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they had some cup of coffee. I don't know. And just, hey, check. Hey, it's, how's things going? Right? Mary's like, I don't know, but maybe, can you give us some privacy? <laughs> like, um, but they, they went and told people what happened to them, their experience. And that is just absolutely fascinating to me um, because, they, they went around, told everyone. So Bethlehem had a ruckus because all these pastor, uh, these pastors showing up on their door with these sheep, knocking on their, remember, pastor and shepherd, same thing, um, knocking on their door late at night. Hey, we just, we just saw this angel, and he brightened up the light, and you know, he told us about the Messiah, and you know, hey, come, let's. let's you wanna go check out Jesus too? You wanna to go check out the Messiah? He's come. He's, he's just right down the street. And people are like, it's like one o'clock in the morning. Well, they didn't have watches. <laughs> but it's like one o'clock in the morning and you're knocking on my door and telling me about some bright light you see. Are you okay? Did you hit your head? Like <laughs> like so but it it's interesting to me. It's also interesting to me because it doesn't say anyone else responded to that. It because it says all they did Verse number 18, 18 and all that they heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. Well, isn't that interesting? I'm going back to bed. Okay. That's a little sad. I, don't, I think um, Casting Crowns didn't, um, um, while you were sleeping, I believe that's Casting Crowns. A while back they wrote a song, While You Were Sleeping, talking about the town of Bethlehem and not responding and not realizing what was going on. But they were given a message. In and, and verse nineteen, Mary kept these things in her heart and pondered them in her. Uh, kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they were, they had heard and seen, as it was told unto them. So they told the people, but they didn't necessarily respond. After looking at this passage, I probably, maybe, I could say probably the first Christian missionaries were the shepherds. And so we see missions at the heart or as a, at least a part of the gospel message. We read in Philippians 2, right, as you know, we where Jesus came into the world took on the form of flesh. That's missions, right? Cuz he stepped out of one culture into another culture that didn't really want to have anything to do with them, at least not the way he was not telling them, um, at least the way they interpreted God. Um, and then you have, so he's here, and then automatically as soon as he's born, right, he, he, the shepherds come after they are impacted and tell other people about his birth so, so that other people can come and see Jesus. You have missions all throughout this. In Christmas time, as we think about these things, as we think about the manger, imagine these shepherds, these pastors, right, of sheep, uh, and what the message they told Bethlehem, and how it impacted them, um, and how they it made a difference in their life. Obviously, I don't know your your um, your faith story or where you where you've been at, or um, uh, even if you've come to Christ or not, but it, for many people, when they come to Christ, even as a child, there's an understanding, there's, there's some impact, right? Now, there's obviously growth that has to come later, spiritual growth. But there's some sort of spiritual impact that happens there, where they made spiritually a new creature. And, as they, and even myself, as I seek to grow more in the Word of God, I'm more inclined to tell people about the wonderful things that I find in the Word of God and how he's impacted me personally. No, as, as we're looking, um, as, we're, as we're dealing with the craziness of the world right now, we understand that they're asleep in many ways and they're, they're waiting for answers. Um, but that's, that's where we had to step in in the midst of Christmas and say, just like Charlie Brown, or I'm sorry, Linus in Charlie Brown uh, or in the Peanuts, that um, it's not about that. It's not about the tinsel. It's not about the lights. It's not about... Even presents or even time with family, but it's about the message that's behind the holiday that we celebrate. It's about, in essence, really missions and bringing gospel to people, bringing this good news, uh, um, good tidings of great joy, this good news of great joy to all people. This gospel message. We go to Russia, right? Interesting. We go to this country. Um, we go to this country, and we, uh, we work with them. And in their culture, because of their history, um, they've, they've, um, they've suffered a lot. And they, there was a concerted effort to stamp out all faith in their society for about 70 years. Um, and around December 25th, it's just a normal day to them. It's a normal day. Uh, now, partially because that's, they're a different calendar calendar when it comes to their religious holidays um, due to the main church there. But uh, even on the day when they're supposed to celebrate the birth of Christ, it's more just a, it's like, you know, maybe kind of Thanksgiving-ish. Um, it's just really a religious, well, not not even that. It's just a really a, a religious holiday for the, the very faithful of that, of that national church. Um, it doesn't mean much to them. So the stores are open. Everything's still back to normal. But... But the decorations are everywhere. The decorations are everywhere because it's New Year's. That's the main holiday. Celebrate the New Year's. So they'll use all the decorations we use, but without any of the connotations or meaning. God forbid that we go down that path. Um, Because it's hollow and it's empty if we're just giving gifts that have no purpose. If we're spending time with family with no hope of the future. If we're simply living our lives without even found a foundational understanding of reality. Um, but, yeah, that's what many people do in our society and in, the, in the U.S. But this is a time we can say there is a meaning behind this. This is why we do this. This is, this is the focus. Um, this is the message of the angels that were given to the shepherds. Um, and, that, and that's really our job is. We have this reverential awe towards God and how he's impacted. We have a clear message and go to people and tell them what has happened in our lives and what, what the word of God that we've, we've seen and been taught to us. And, um, and then have an urgency to tell people that this Christmas is a time we might celebrate with our family uh, so that they can understand the greatest present of all. And that's Christ. And in, just as the shepherds are, and we might be discouraged, I'm sure the shepherds were when they went and told people, and no one else responded. That we recorded, that's responded to, and went and saw them. But still, we have to be faithful to tell people about this message. Um, if you go to the, the next next slide, I think it's the next slide. We we sang this, um, but there's so much good theology here, and I as you, I'm going to read it to you. I've read. I, like I said, I've written in my, my Bible, and, and, this, and this is a song that we have children sing, right, on their holiday programs. And maybe we sing it, and there's so much deep theology in this, in this hymn. There's so much theology behind it. And in essence, when people, but God forbid we sing this song and we, we take the meaning away from it. We sing, we sing, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, and we don't understand what happened and what's this song based upon. And this was, and this was uh, written by Charles Wesley. Um, but it says, it just, um, Hark the herald angels sing, um, Glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Joyful, all ye nations rise, Join the triumph of the skies, With angelic hosts proclaim, uh, Christ is born in Bethlehem. And then I, um, this is actually the third verse, it says, Hail the, um, the heaven-born Prince of Peace. Hail the Son of Righteousness. Light and life to all he brings. Risen with healing in his wings. Mild he lays his glory by. That's, Philipp- that's the Philippians 2 passage, right? Um, Born that man no more may die. Born to raise the Son of Earth. Born to give them second birth. Um, I have a... I don't think it's verse... Um, verse number four, but I'll read it from my Bible. It says, come desire of nations, come fix in us thy humble home. Rise the woman's conquering seed, bruising us the serpent's head. Um, Adam's likeness now efface, stamp thine image in its place. Second Adam from above, reinstate us in thy love. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Ultimately, that's that, that hymn, that message of the reconciliation and and a, a God who takes on human flesh um, and presents himself as the messiah of the world, that all nations may understand this this good news uh, this good tidings of, of great joy that's ultimately what we 're about and that's as as missionaries, our family specifically, but also as you specifically the local church here in taylorville that's that's your focus, and so we we think of Christmas and missions emphasis and all this other stuff, but um, this is what we're supposed to be about, giving the gospel message, praising the Lord, and telling them, ultimately, what the angels told the shepherds about 2,000 years ago. So let's pray, and then we'll kind of go into our invitation time. Uh, Dear God, thank you for your grace and mercy. Lord, thank you that we have your word, and thank you for the message of Christmas Thank you for just um, what you did about 2,000 years ago when you, you came and humbled yourself and you took on, um, you, you took on flesh, Lord, and um, you dwelt among us. And um, thank you for the message that the shepherds received that night so long ago, um, a message they weren't expecting, but a message that impacted them. Help us, Lord, to go forward and help us as um, we seek to serve you in whatever capacity or ministry you've, you've given us, Lord, in our job or our home our school or um, in our community, Lord, that we uh, seek to just tell people, hey, this is what happened, this is what's going on, and this is the focus of Christmas. Let's not forget that, Lord. Let's live our lives with a... Um, cautious optimism of the future, Lord, knowing that it might be hard now, but you, uh, just as you can, um, then you will return and you'll set things right. Lord, we love you and we ask everything in Jesus' name.